Hi, I'm Chris Green, the history chap, telling stories that bring British history to life. Woodbine Willie, or to give him his real name, the Reverend Geoffrey Studdart Kennedy, was a British army chaplain in the First World War. He was one of those Christians who believed that the church should not wait for people to come to it, but should go out to the people. And it was this belief that took him to the Western Front. There, he quietly listened to the fears and worries of ordinary soldiers and shared his Woodbine cigarettes with them, gaining him the nickname Woodbine Willie. Loved by officers and men alike, he stood up to generals who didn't like his sermons and was awarded the Military Cross for bravery. When he died, thousands thronged the streets of his adopted city of Worcester to say farewell. This is the story of Woodbine Willie, the soldier's chaplain. Geoffrey Studdart Kennedy was born in Leeds in 1883. He was the seventh child of a Church of England clergyman who was the incumbent at St Mary's Quarry Hill, one of the poorest parts of the city. Growing up in this neighbourhood made a lasting impression on young Geoffrey, who developed a keen sense of social justice and also an admiration for the community spirit of these working class areas that prevailed despite these hardships. As a child he suffered from asthma, an illness that would trouble him throughout his life as you will hear. Educated at Leeds Grammar School, Studdart Kennedy went on to study at Trinity College Dublin, from where he graduated with a first class degree in classics and divinity. He initially embarked on a career in teaching before deciding to follow in the family tradition and enter the church. Ordained at Worcester Cathedral in 1908, he was appointed curate at a poor parish in Rugby, at the far end of the diocese. In this role, his affinity with the poorest in the community, which he'd experienced in his father's parish in Leeds, led him to visiting lodging houses, the pubs in slum areas of Rugby and befriending tramps. He then returned to Leeds to assist his father in a similar role. The elderly Reverend Stoddard Kennedy was now 87 years old and still running his tough parish. The year 1914 was to be a momentous year for Geoffrey. Firstly, his father died. Then he married Emily Catlow, whom he'd met in Leeds. Next, he was given his own parish by the Diocese of Worcester. True to his desire to work with the poorest in society, he chose the very poorest parish on the advertised list, as he recalled, the smallest income and the poorest people. St Paul's in Worcester. St Paul's, a large red brick Anglo-Catholic or what we might call high church, was in the city centre slum area. Many of his parishioners lived in back-to-back -back houses where 12 families would share a wash house. Despite his small income, he was prone to give even that away to those in need, along with food, clothes and even furniture. Sometimes his family actually went without because he'd given all their money away. Maybe not surprisingly, this was not the sort of behaviour that the locals had been expecting from a vicar in the establishment's Church of England. Over the summer months, his popularity grew. On one occasion, after a service, there was a queue of around 100 people formed to ask for his assistance in a whole manner of problems. 1914 had one more momentous event left for Reverend Geoffrey Studdart Kennedy. On the 4th of August, Great Britain declared war on Germany and entered the First World War. Like many people in the country, Kennedy supported the war and preached that every able-bodied man should enlist for military service. Preaching was all well and good, but Kennedy wanted to do more. He wanted to be with those men whom he had been encouraging to sign up. In late 1915, he volunteered as an army chaplain. His first posting was to Rouen in France, where soldiers arriving from Britain would be put on trains heading to the front line. As the men piled onto those trains, this five foot six chaplain with sad eyes and big ears would walk along the platform with two haversacks chatting to the men. In one haversack, he carried copies of the New Testament and in the other, 
packets of woodbine cigarettes. Brought to the market in the 1880s, woodbines, or woodies as many called them, were one of Britain's most popular cigarette brands at the time. These unfiltered ciggies were known as gaspers for their initial effect they had on the uninitiated. Sharing his cigarettes and smoking one himself as he talked to the men, offering to help write letters home, cracking jokes and singing songs, in no time at all, this popular chaplain was given the nickname Woodbine Willie. Yet, Stoddart Kennedy was not content to simply hand out woodbines far from the front. What the hell is the church doing here, he wrote before continuing. The best place for a padre to be is where there is most danger of death. He fervently believed that chaplains, as part of their calling, had to go beyond the men in self-sacrifice and devotion. Thus Woodbine Willie ended up in the frontline trenches. And he wasn't there on visits and giving sermons. He actually shared the lives of the soldiers, including their training. In the latter, the chaplain would end up in the boxing ring and by all accounts held his own. All those childhood years in Leeds, along with his work in the toughest neighbourhoods of Rugby and Worcester, had taught him to swear in as colourful language as the roughest soldiers. So, rather than some middle-class vicar from a country parish who spoke like the officers, Studdart Kennedy seemed different, well, more normal, more like his men, and they appreciated that. Famously, he gave some advice to another chaplain on his way to the front, Theodore Hardy. Take a box of fags in your haversack and a great deal of love in your heart. And go up to them, laugh with them, joke with them. You may pray with them sometimes, but pray for them always. Hardy would go on to become the British Army's most decorated chaplain, and I've recently done talk about him. Like many other chaplains, Studdart Kennedy would regularly go into no man's land to bring back wounded soldiers. His credentials with the troops were further enhanced when, in 1917, he was awarded the Military Cross. During the Battle of Ypres, he found himself in a medical post on the Messine Ridge. The medical officers had run out of morphine, and Kennedy later described how a young soldier was shouting and screaming in pain. Studdart Kennedy volunteered to run through the artillery barrage to fetch supplies. As he later explained, the hell outside was better than the hell inside, listening to that young soldier in pain. Running from shell hole to shell hole through the artillery barrage, he returned with the morphine. He then led a stretcher party back to the various shell holes where he'd seen injured men lying in agony. He was awarded his military cross by King George V at Buckingham Palace. In fact, the king was so impressed, not just by his bravery, but by his complete attitude to looking after his men, that he invited Woodbine Willie to preach at Buckingham Palace and made him a royal chaplain. With that medal for bravery, as well as his nickname, and the deeds that had earned it, Studdard Kennedy had been raised to national hero status, and found himself on a morale-boosting tour to four infantry training schools, where he was part of a team giving motivational talks. Impossibly the oddest lineup ever, the soldiers were given these uplifting talks by a former boxing champion, followed by two champion wrestlers, and then an NCO who'd killed 18 Germans with his bayonet. And topping the bill was Woodbine Willie. The Reverend Stoddard Kennedy delivered a sermon which one soldier claimed was the most extraordinary talk he'd ever heard. Around him, hundreds of men sat spellbound as the five-foot-six padre spoke. Not in the bombastic, patriotic fervour of 1914, but in a more sombre, realistic, honest tone. One which resonated with the men. And when he finished, they sprang to their feet, cheering. By now, Stoddard Kennedy's initial enthusiasm for the war had waned. What was it all about? Like many others, he put pen to paper to capture his emotions. Ultimately, he would write nine books of poetry, including Rough Rhymes of a Padre in 1918, 
and more rough rhymes a year later. In one poignant poem, he summed up his feelings on the war. Waste of blood, waste of tears, waste of youth's most precious years. Many people probably share these views about the First World War, if not all wars, today. In 1919, with the war over and his service to his country completed, Woodbine Willie was demobbed and returned to Worcester. But the war had heightened his desire to fight for social justice. Prime Minister David Lloyd George had promised that Britain would build homes fit for heroes. The reality was far from that. The pre-war social hardships continued. In fact, coupled with a post-war economic depression, it seems that things had got worse rather than better. Stoddart Kennedy's disillusion with the post-war world pushed him towards Christian socialism and pacifism. In 1921, he resigned from his parish to speak on behalf of the Industrial Christian Fellowship. Touring up and down the country, he spoke out against the social injustices that he saw, and his eloquence, together with his wartime service, guaranteed to pull in the crowds, especially when he was addressing issues that many ex-servicemen also shared. Like everything else in his life, Stoddart Kennedy put 100% into his efforts, and they'd eventually take their toll. When he wasn't speaking, he was writing. Before his death, Kennedy published 15 books on theology and the role that he believed the church should play in an industrial society. You probably won't be surprised to know that he refused most of the royalties, which were instead donated to the needy. In 1929, while speaking in Liverpool, he was taken ill with his reoccurring asthma. Unfortunately, it was complicated by flu and pneumonia, and on the 8th of March he died. He was just 45 years old. Despite leaving his parish in Worcester, he had continued to have a home in the city, and it was to Worcester that he ultimately returned. His funeral service was held in Worcester Cathedral, and thousands lined the route of his cortege. As it passed along the route, some of the ordinary people of Worcester, in a mark of respect, rather than throwing flowers, threw packets of woodbines on his coffin. He's buried in St John's Cemetery, Worcester. A man who lived his faith by looking after those in need, whether he found them on the battlefields or in the slums. Reverend Geoffrey Studdart Kennedy, MC, 1883 to 1929. Woodbine Willie. Thanks for joining me today and I hope you enjoyed that story about Woodbine Willie. Loads more stories from British history on my channel. So why not listen to another one now, such as Todger Thomas, the Runcorn soldier who captured over 100 Germans single-handed. I'm Chris Green, the history chap. Thanks for your support. Keep well and I'll speak to you again very soon.